You are Locked On Horn Frogs. Your daily podcast on the TCU Horn Frogs. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Welcome into Locked On Horn Frogs, your daily TCU podcast. It is Friday. Happy Friday to everybody. It's May 7th. Appreciate you joining us, and today we're going to start by talking about a big baseball series that's at Lupton tonight, Texas and TCU. The Frogs have a two-game lead on the Horns, and right now we're in sole possession of first place in the Big 12 Conference. If they can win this series, either by scraping out two out of three or get a sweep, they will basically put a stranglehold on the conference lead that cannot be relinquished. If they sweep, they'll have clinched. If they take two out of three, they'll have a three-game lead with three Big 12 games to go, which would put them, obviously, in a fantastic situation. But it's going to be an uphill battle. And uh, the the pitching matchups are going to be as follows. On Friday night, Ty Madden for Texas, who's 6-2 with a 2.21 ERA. He is widely regarded as the best pitcher in the Big 12 Conference. Russell Smith will oppose him. Russell 6-1 with a 3.30 ERA. On Saturday, Tristan Stevens for the Horns. He is 7-2 with a 3.16 ERA. Opposed by the lefty Austin Krobe, 6-0 with a 3.06 ERA. And then on Sunday, uh, Pete Hansen getting the start. He's 5-1 with a 2.05 ERA, but he's done most of his damage in relief. He had a really nice uh, relief appearance against Tech last week. And that's going to get him the start on Sunday. And Johnny Ray will go on Sunday for the Frogs. He's 3-2 and two with a 4.93 ERA. So, uh, Ty Madden, really good pitcher. So is Tristan Stevens. Hanson has had a good year, even though most of it's been a relief. On the hitting side for Texas, Ivan Melendez is one of the best players in the Big 12. He's hitting 341 on the season with uh, 10 home runs, 11 doubles, um, and he drives in a lot of guys. He's got 41 RBIs on the year. Uh, Daly Mitchell's hitting 348. He doesn't have a lot of power, only two home runs on the season, but is getting on base at a pretty crazy clip. Um, and, you know, Texas is what they do. Their lineup is not necessarily the meat grinder that Texas Texas, is, but it's very solid, it's very formidable, and they're going to be ready to go uh, when these two teams match up coming up on Friday night. So here's a couple audio clips from the radio today. First, here's Jeff Howe from Horns 247. Ty Madden, who, as I said, is, you know, the consensus best pitcher in the Big 12. He did not have his best start against Texas Tech. Apparently he's got a blister on his finger that has been causing him some issues. So here's Jeff Howe on the blister that Ty Madden has. Jeff, uh, Ty Madden, who for our listeners is uh, Texas's Friday night starter. Is his he's got a blister situation? Is he going to be okay for this weekend? Yeah, uh, you know David Pierce said today that it, it's a non-issue. Uh, you know they've tried kind of all the ways you can gimmick a blister, you know super glue and things like that, and nothing's really seemed to work for him. Where it really hurt him in the Texas Tech game. Even the Friday game, they lost to Texas Tech when you know the Red Raiders came to Austin, took two out of three. It really hurt him with his grip on his slider is really where it was impacting. He just never really got a good feel for the slider, uh, and that is a really big part of his repertoire. So they're, they're saying it's not going to be a big issue. You know, David Pierce actually, uh, you know, this kind of came out today. He actually asked Ty Madden if he wanted to bump his start back maybe to Sunday. Uh, and Madden said, no, no way. This is a big series. I mean, this is a series, 
guys. I mean, if Texas doesn't win this series, they really have no chance to, to win the Big 12 title. And, and really, in theory, the, the best, the easiest path for them to a conference championship is to sweep. Now, going to, going to Lupton and sweeping TCU, that's not something that's – that's obviously easier said than done. But if they're going to do it, they need Ty Madden to be his normal self tomorrow night. And, you know, we'll see that blister issue. It's going to get put to the test uh, tomorrow night right out of the gate. So that's something to watch. Can he get a good grip on that slider? Because the slider was getting away from him against Texas Tech. It was catching the middle of the plate, and those guys teed off. And TCU, you would love to see them, if that's the case, take advantage. But if Ty's sharp, he's really, really difficult to manufacture runs on. So it's going to be a critical day for Russell Smith. He did not throw a lot of pitches against West Virginia. He took a weekend off before that. He had a tough start against Oklahoma State. It's time for Russ to get back to who he was early in the year, or it's going to be a tough night for the Frogs um, if, if Madden is sharp and is on point. Also, we talked with uh, Mike Hardball-Harge today. Mike is an Austin guy. He's an Austin radio guy, uh, and he played minor league baseball, and here was his thoughts on this series. Mike, you mentioned earlier uh, you've kind of turned your attention to the college game in some ways. So big Big 12 series this weekend between Texas and TCU and Fort Worth. Uh, what are some of your thoughts on, on that matchup? Well, you know, obviously last weekend was a, a tough weekend for Texas. It was the first series that they lost all year um, where they lost two out of three to Texas Tech. Texas Tech, they came in and balled out. But I will give Tech a lot of credit because of the fact that they played great defense, and that was what Texas has been doing all year. You guys got a chance to see them down there in Waco, or excuse me, up there in Waco, and now they're making that trip. Uh, to TCU. I got a chance to call TCU earlier this year when they played the Tarleton State Texans. I was on the game for ESPN Plus, and I like what they do. They have some guys that can swing the bat. They move the ball. Their pitching staff is solid. But I think last weekend was an eye-opening experience for Texas. Um, They played a game Tuesday night. It looked like to me they were going through the motions, and they might have been looking ahead. They beat Texas State 4-1, but I just think that they've been geared up for this weekend to face TCU. But what I heard was TCU, it's graduation weekend. The tickets are going for like $100. It's like crazy up there. And the fans are going to be there. But for me, I think Texas wins two out of three this weekend. I think we have a tie and we go down to the final thing. The one thing I will point out is – Ty Madden had a blister, and Ty Madden's the ace of the Texas staff, and he originally was going to get pushed back to Sunday to give him a little bit more time, but he said, no, I'll pitch on Friday. So he's going to pitch on Friday, but pay attention to Friday's game because Ty Madden does have a blister, and if you know anything about those blisters, it's tough to continue to pitch. Mike Harbaugh-Harge, he thinks that Texas is going to take two out of three. And, I mean, that wouldn't be a shocking result. Texas is a very good team. But I believe in this TCU team. They've handled every challenge that's come their way, you know, aside from a kind of confounding series loss to Gonzaga and then going on the road and not showing up on a Sunday against Texas Tech. They've really played competitive baseball throughout. So, TCU-Texas coming up this weekend, going to be a great one. Let's talk about betonline.ag. Betonline.ag, your online sportsbook experts. If you want to wager on sports, Major League Baseball, the NHL, the NBA, Mavs get a big win tonight against the Nets, playoffs are coming. Go to betonline.ag. 
Try it today. Use the promo code LOCKEDON and get a 20% sign-up bonus. They'll have everything you need to know, injury reports, news, so you're not going to get hoodwinked or swindled. Uh, the wool's not going to get pulled over your eyes because you didn't know exactly what was going on. BetOnline.ag, your online sportsbook experts. They'll give you all the advice you need to start making some money. Try their website today. Okay, back here on Locked on Horn Frogs, your daily TCU podcast. Don't forget you can subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, wherever it is that you get your podcast. I know Apple is still having issues for some people. Very sorry about that. Not much I can do. Not sure what's going on with that situation, but they should hopefully soon be updating all my episodes every day. Um, if not Spotify, Stitcher, there's a lot of good platforms to get the pod. Or you can follow me on Twitter. I'm at SimcockSteven. That's my personal account. At Locked on TC was the show account, and I try to make a habit of tweeting those shows out every single day. So uh, this afternoon, um, I work with Matt Mosley on the radio, and he was chatting with Daniel Jeremiah. So I saw an opportunity to ask about our Darius Washington, former TCU safety, who, I mean, there was a time where our Darius was – projected to be a day two pick looks like he might be in that uh in that mold in that um conversation and then it was well probably more of a day three guy and hey that's still fine day three guys make teams all the time Garrett Waller was a day three dude hope he has a good chance to make the roster with the Houston Texans and the draft went on and on and on and it concluded and our Darius Washington had not been picked which was super surprising um you know he's a guy with good ball skills. He hits people well. He has good instincts. He gets sideline to sideline pretty well. So I asked Daniel about uh, our Darius Washington and why he fell down draft boards. And he was very blunt and very honest about it. Um, but he also went on to say that he thinks there is some hope for Washington in Baltimore where he in, where he ended up as an undrafted free agent. Yeah, Daniel, a TCU guy, I, I was surprised he fell out of the draft completely with our Darius Washington, the safety. Uh, yeah. I, I know Merrigan ended up going in round two, but do, did you get any feel for what happened with Washington and the evaluation process that, that pushed him down the board? Yeah, 176 pounds, 461. Mm-hmm. That's what killed him. I mean, just... It's a uh, it, it's hard it's hard to be undersized. You, you still got a fighting chance, but when you're undersized and slow, um, that's tough. So he, I think he's going to be. I think he played with great energy. He's a little playmaker. I think he's going to be a really good special teamer. Um, but I think that was that was kind of the death knell. So undersized at 176 pounds, and then the four six one forty really did a number on his draft stock as well. And I tweeted this quote out, and uh, Tommy, who's a, a loyal listener to the show, he pointed out, he said, yeah, it's not only the weight, it's the height too. I mean, he's also somebody that stands at 5'7", five, 5'8", five, on a good day. Um, so it's not like he can make up for it. It's not like he's a long, lean guy. And maybe you give him the weight room, and he's going to add to that frame and add to that build. Um, this is just kind of who he is. So that combined – with the 40 time really hurt him. And I don't know why, you know, Trayvon ran a, a, a slower 40 at the pro day too. And he says that was due to a, uh, a back injury that was holding him back. Um, and I don't know if our Darius was nicked up at the pro day or if that's just his normal time, but that is, I mean, that's slow and that's not 40 times are not everything, but I think as DJ sort of laid out there, when you already have something against you and your size, if you don't pop in some of the athletic um, measurables, then teams are going to start to have more questions about you. And I, I don't know 
what like his three cone shuttle was and broad jump and that kind of thing. I mean, he might have been really good on some other numbers, but that 40 time obviously was something that was glaring and sticking out to teams uh, through the draft process. I also think with virtual visits again, which I understand because COVID is still a thing. It's still out there. I understand that's affecting a lot of people. I really thought the NFL could have found a way to test people and get them out for actual visits, but, you know, not, not – not my uh, expertise, obviously, not my decision to make. I feel like, though, if you're a team and you kind of make up your mind about a player um, and, and some of their traits and some of their traits that would be perceived as a negative thing, then it's it's going to be really hard to convince me over Zoom or over the phone that, you know, those those things shouldn't matter. Like, maybe if Ardarius was able to get on the board with some teams in the facility, in the building, they could see him a little bit up close, get to know who he was, and he could fight against that better than, you know, that that wall of separation between the team and the player. Now, ultimately, all that being said, unfortunately he didn't get drafted, and, you know, the reasons for it are there, but he ended up with the Baltimore Ravens. Good franchise, good team. And he's there as an undrafted free agent. And Jeremiah went on to say, I still think this is a guy that can be a contributor. Because he tackles well, he hits people. So it's going to start on special teams for him. And the preseason action he gets, if he gets some action at safety, you hope that he can can pop and make some plays. Um, You know, the other thing about our Darius is there's just not much position flex there, I wouldn't think, because of his size and that speed issue. You know, it's not like you're going to move him to corner. He's not quite big enough to step up in the box and play more of that role. So just a culmination of things. But at the end of the day, he's still in the league. He's still going to get a chance. And it's the same thing for Pro Wells and Artavius Land and even Garrett Wallace to a certain extent. I think Garrett will at least make the practice squad because of where he was picked, but it's not a guarantee. So, I wish Ardarius the best, and I'm not, this is not me trying to say anything negative about the guy. I just, I got this quote, and I felt like sharing it with you, because I was very confused when it all went down, as to why he didn't get picked, and this at least gives us a little more insight from one of the top, you know, draft gurus in the business, and Daniel Jeremiah, well, the size was already a concern, and that 40 time made the concerns twofold. And I guess, you know, through the draft process, Washington just wasn't able to sway teams from those two things that were kind of sticking out at them and, and glaring at them when they would look at evaluating him as a prospect. He still ends up, though, in Baltimore. Good situation. So hopefully he can play well for the Ravens in camp and get a spot on that team. Uh, talking about bulking up, why don't we grab some Built Bars, huh? Built Bar is the most delicious protein bar on the planet. I'm having a, I'm, I'm having a rough week, guys, health-wise. Had strep throat, now I got this situation. I don't know what happened, but I have a lot of sores inside my mouth, which is obviously not comfortable, not ideal. So one of the few things that I can eat because it's soft, it's easy to chew, is Built Bar. So Built Bar has become a lifeline for me because it's good and also it's something that's easy to eat and it's pretty malleable but it's also 
uh, got some substance to it and can fill me up a little bit because that's a big problem. You know, if you're just eating crackers and toast and that kind of thing, you're not getting a lot of protein. You're not getting a lot of nutrients. And Built Bar has been giving that to me as of late. Go to BuiltBar.com, use the promo code LOCKEDON15 and get 20% off your next order. Again, that's LOCKEDON15, get 20% off your next order. That's BuiltBar.com. That'll do it for Locked On Horn Frogs today, everybody. Baseball tonight. TCU soccer, they're going to take on Virginia. Again, that is Virginia who they take on. Uh, Virginia defeated um, Rice by a score of 3 to nothing on Wednesday night. And they're the number 13 seed in the country, so they're a pretty solid team. But TCU-Virginia, that game's on Sunday at 4 o'clock. Sunday at 4 o'clock, TCU women have a chance to make the Final Four. Good luck to Eric Bell and his squad. We'll be following along. We'll have all the reaction from that. And TCU Baseball versus Texas on Monday. This has been Locked on Horn Frogs, part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day.